the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Across the South today after spawning suspected tornadoes last night that wrecked a number of areas. There's a renewed push across the country to issue driver's licenses to illegal immigrants. It resonates with rural agricultural workers who say driving is a necessity. A dozen states, including California and Illinois, already allow people here illegally to get licenses. They accept documents like tax returns for ID. Another blue state, New York, is among six states where illegals and their advocates believe a friendlier political map gives such a measure of fighting chance. Rich Thomason reporting. Parliamentary elections in Finland today. The early returns show the center-left Social Democratic Party in first place. Conservative National Coalition Party next. This is SRN News. Mike Gallagher wants Republicans to show support for our president. The Republicans have to strategize in ways that sometimes don't involve President Trump's fingerprint. Now that made me sick to my stomach. You better dance with the lady who brung you. You better go with Donald Trump because he's the face of the party and he's the guy that is largely getting it all done alone. And I want to see Republicans line up behind him. The Mike Gallagher Show, weekdays at 8 on AM 1280. The Patriot, Intelligent Radio. Do you want all the perks of rewards card with none of the hassle? Then check out the AM1280 of the Patriot Fan Club. All you got to do is go to am1280thepatriot.com, click on Fan Club for pre-sale access to tickets, exclusive content prizes, and so much more. It's just past 1 o'clock here on AM1280 the Patriot. We've got a high of 46, mostly sunny skies today with a low of 31 and increasing clouds tonight. Should be a nice couple days, too, for your Monday and Tuesday. High of 52 on Monday and a high of 61 on Tuesday. Rest on the following program do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. Stand by for the Northern Alliance Radio Network. And go launch sequence. Engineering. Go flight. Master control. Go flight. Studio engineer. Go flight. We are go for launch in T minus three, two, one. The Northern Alliance Radio Network is on the air. Live and local from the AM 1280 The Patriot Studios in Egan, here is the closer, Brad Carlson. AM 1280 The Patriot. It is the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Back with another edition of the broadcast we like to call the closer. That's me, Brad Carlson. Thanks as always for tuning into our show. You can check out my blog at bradcarlson.org. And we are here to take your phone calls at 651-289-4488. If you'd like to weigh in via Twitter, hey, feel free to do so. Just use hashtag NarnShow. That's hashtag N-A-R-N Show for any comments or questions regarding today's show content. And as always, uh, we appreciate you tuning in. Uh, kind of got dual loyalties going on here with the uh, with the masters on and the uh, TV here in the studio. Uh, the sound is down, so don't worry. I won't I won't be that distracted by it. I promise you that. I, I will. I will absolutely. Um, I am going to try my best to produce a fantastic program here for the Northern Alliance Radio Network. But Tigers got a two shot lead with two holes to go. Man, we haven't seen this in over ten years. I'm locked in now. Normally, this isn't a challenge for me when a ma- when the final round of a major tournament because you know it's usually just getting started, but because of some weather down there, they got started like at 7.30 Eastern time this morning right. for this final round. So they're basically almost done. And, yeah, like you said, Tiger, two holes to go, is up two shots, uh, is looking good, has not won a major tournament since 2008, the U.S. Open. That is a long time. Very long time. And uh, I, about four or five years ago, I conceded, it's like, you know what, Tiger may pop up once in a while, but he's never going to win another major. And I'm saying this as someone who was on the Tiger bandwagon from day one, he turned pro. I can see that yeah, he's not going to win another major. I just hope he can finish his career somewhat strong. Well, I, I'd love to be proven wrong here. I absolutely would. So uh, I, I know. I thought he was uh, pretty much dead in terms of his career, too, because he's had four back surgeries. He's had four knee surgeries. I didn't think his body was literally going to hang up with him, but 
oh, that's a nice shot right nice, there. What yeah. is that? Like 10 feet from the hole right there. Nice little approach shot. He'll I have a nice so. birdie putt right there. I thought he was done too. And not that I've needed Tiger these last 10 years to be interested in golf. In fact, my interest in golf has only gotten more and more as I've, you know, played more. I've watched it more. I've earned a little bit more more money so I can play more and stuff like that. <laughs> sure, but, sure. but still, like him being back right now in contention, I just, I haven't felt this way in over 10 years and it feels great. It does, yeah, and and I I uh, I was actually at the um, it was the PGA tournament at Hazeltine in two thousand nine. So was I. I was there second day, and he had a terrific round, and he was up by a couple shots, and then going into the final round, he's up by three shots. Mm-hmm. Now, when Tiger Woods leads going into the final round of a major, it's over. It was over. It was over until but. it wasn't. <laughs> This and it, and it it just so happened this was the first time in his career where he led going into the final round of a major and did not win. It was right. Y.E. Yang yeah. that ended up uh, emerging victorious. Yep, I was there for the last day. I was on uh, hole 18. I couldn't believe it. I was watching it, and, you know, everybody, of course, Tiger this, Tiger this, and then the putt falls for Y.E. Yang, and, like, a silence just went over the crowd. They were just like, oh, okay, like, sure, this was an exciting finish, but the guy we wanted to win didn't win. So it was just kind of a weird murmur after that at Hazeltine. And then, of course, about three months later was the Thanksgiving Day incident with his yes. wife, and pretty much things fell apart for Tiger for a few years, like you say, the back surgeries and everything else. But here he is, 43 years old, going to be 44 at the end of the year, and uh, has been playing some of the best golf that he's played in a while. Uh just that, you know, we're, we're taking the first segment to talk a little golf because this is so compelling. And I promise you we'll get to politics here, folks. Maybe, but, uh, maybe. <laughs> no, we will. I promise you that. But uh, I, a funny story about golf. You know, I, 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 I followed golf, you know, because my grandmother was uh, loved golf. And so as a result, when I was visiting her, I would watch a tournament. And I grew up with the likes of Lee Trevino and Jack Nicklaus and Fuzzy Zeller and, and, and Gary Player, some of these legends. And I, and, and I liked it a lot. But Tiger's participation took me to another right. level as far as my interest in the game. And I'm sorry, if you know nothing about golf, your interest is automatically heightened when Tiger is playing well. So these people who say they despise Tiger, he's overhyped and whatnot, whatever, you can't deny that, and I just posted something about this on Facebook, that when he's in contention, it's that much more compelling. You're going to watch. It's kinda, I don't care. Yeah, it's kind of like Duke basketball. You know, everybody hates yes. Duke basketball. Every, everybody hates Coach K. Everybody hated Christian Leitner. Everybody hated Grayson Allen, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. But you love to watch them. You love you love them, or you hate them, but you love to watch them because yeah. they're the villain. And right. maybe even for some people, Tiger might still have that... Uh, pers- like that shroud over him because there, I'm sure, plenty of people out there that still hold him accountable for some of his marital misdeeds. I know the and feminists stuff like that. are big time anti Tiger or something like that. Anyway, so I'm sure there's people that are rooting <laughs> against him. But well, like fine. you said, like this sport automatically becomes so many levels of more watchable, and for the casual viewer. Tiger brings them into the Masters where, you know, if, say, Jason Day or Brooks Kepco were in the lead right now, they wouldn't be tuning in on this Sunday afternoon. Now, did I ever tell you how Sergio Garcia blocked me on Twitter? Why? <laughs> well, you know, he was a n- notorious choker yeah. for many years. Yeah. He finally broke through and won the Masters a few years ago, whenever it was. Was it the Masters he won? I think so, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was the Masters uh, two years ago. Yeah. Okay, I'm just looking it up now. Two years ago. So he was a notorious choker, and I didn't mind the guy, but... He came, he came off as occasionally with some un, unearned arrogance. It's like, dude, you haven't won anything. You have nothing sure. to be arrogant about. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, you're one of the privileged in that you can actually play on the professional level. I'll give you that. Yeah. But you haven't won anything. And people say, oh, the new, the latest, the big rivalry. It's like Nicholas and Trevino, Garcia and Woods. Like, what? No, that's not a rivalry. Sergio hasn't won anything. No, I know that those two have kind of been at odds with each yeah. other throughout their entire careers, but this is golf. This is a classy game. They're not about to throw fisticuffs anytime soon or anything like that, and they've never gotten to that point either. It would make, that would make it even more compelling, with that's on the side. Well, I, my, how it went is that, you know, the thing I, I, it drove me nuts is like when he would just fall apart he would always afterwards say, woe is me. I just was waiting for the other shoe to drop. I just knew something was going to go wrong, and it just turns out it didn't. And he psyched himself out, and and, and that's it. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. We're gonna he's going to miss that. Oh, he missed it left. Well, okay. he's, he's just uh, – That was a birdie putt, though, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay, it's a birdie right. putt. He'll be so fine. So he'll, he'll save par, still be up by two shots. Right. But this isn't a gimme in this weather. 
No, and his putting hasn't been great through the tournament. (laughs) Through the first couple of days, actually, that was one of the biggest criticisms of Tiger is that he wasn't finishing, you know, pretty easy like putts, and that was going to be his downfall maybe in the in the weekend. But that is not the case so far today. Uh, Sorry, I'll get to that. I got someone saying, "Okay, finish your Sergio Garcia story." I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I get easily I get easily sidetracked. This is the power of Tiger. This is the power of Tiger. (laughs) Exactly right. So uh, there was a. it was, uh, I'm trying to think, there was a tournament that uh, he, it was the, yeah, it was the 2013 um, Players Champion, I think it was the, uh, gosh, what what the heck was it? Um, no, it was the Bridgestone. It was the Bridgestone. It was, uh, it was, uh, it was Sergio Garcia and Rory McIlroy were facing off in a playoff for the Bridgestone. They were going to play the, you know, they played the next day. And, uh, you know, Sat or no, I was going in the finals, and on Saturday evening of the Bridgestone, Garcia tweeted out about being paired with Rory McIlroy, and he says, "I'm gonna one more day to go, and it should be a great one playing with Rory McIlroy. Let's have a good one, my friend." And I re- quote tweeted it, and I said, "Bah, you'll choke," and he did, <laughs> and he lost. And uh, in in fact, it was an epic meltdown on I think the one of the final holes, and he ended up losing. And I didn't realize I was blocked until four years later when he won the Masters. I was going to go congratulate him. And I went to find him on Twitter. I says, I know I follow him. And I, I finally found him. And it says, yeah, you're blocked from following or viewing Sergio Garcia's tweets. And as of today, I am still blocked. I don't so. get why people do that, man. <laughs> Obviously, okay, I mean, like, for Sergio Garcia, we're, you know, you and me are a drop in a gigantic exactly, bucket. He doesn't yeah. care about us. But the fact that he just goes on Twitter and just takes away all the negative comments about him. Man, I don't like when people do that. It just doesn't show a lot of inner strength. You know what I mean? To be able over to overcome, you know, sticks and stones may break my bones. Right. Well, there was a. Uh, I guess he named his first child after one of the uh, one of the holes at the Masters. I forget. I I forget how that went. Uh, and then, la- or wasn't the? Gosh, I'm trying to. I'm trying to think how this story went. He named his uh, first child. I'll have to Google it. Uh, Let's see, named what did Sergio Garcia name his daughter? Yeah, uh, Azalea, because it was after oh. one of the trees. I yeah. believe each hole at the Masters is named after a tree. Oh, cool! Yeah, I that's think. a pretty name. And uh, so he um, he named it uh, named his story uh, Azalea. Yeah, uh, because he it was after you know he won his first Masters and he named it after one of the holes at the Masters. And I guess last year at one of the holes he just melted down and shot a couple double bogey or whatever and one of the journalists said oh i guess he's not going to name his next child Thornapple." so <laughs> that doesn't roll off the tongue and, a uh, bit yeah better. sergio did not take that well and the journalist ended up having to apologize for it. it's like why it's like, yeah, a great you, lie yeah i guarantee you blocked him too well Twitter. probably probably so that just made me think of all that but uh yeah, so this is, uh, like I say, unless they're playing the Open Championship, which is op- over in, in Britain and they're like six hours ahead of us, you know, you could usually watch something uh, final round live, but when they're here in the States, you know, I can do the radio show, get home and catch the last, you know, hour or so of the round. Well, here, they're almost wrapping up. This is of, the radio show. Yeah, this, yes. is, this is it. So, yeah, uh, um, yeah it's it's been a it, – Tiger, like I say, won his first Masters in uh, – uh, 1997. You know, just uh, less than a year after he declared he was gro- going pro, and uh, yeah, he's just teeing off at 18. So uh, Tiger, this is this is what's when he gets a lead. Uh, he he would often he did he he knew how to dial it back, but not so much where he was just playing not to lose. Yeah, he was cautious, but he wasn't so overly cautious that he might hit one into the water. So. He looks like, and uh, yeah. this looks like a, another t shirt right down. You there. know, it's good when he twirls the club and he immediately goes and grabs the tee before yeah. the ball's even down. So, yeah, it's yeah. it's right on the. He he doesn't look overly thrilled yeah, with that. Right it's on right. the fringe, but he'll be. I think he'll be fine. Yeah, yeah. So this is uh, this is going to be some uh, compelling television. And uh, if for those of you who are DVRing it because you want to listen to the show, sorry about that. Yeah, but. we're <laughs> we apologize, but we're, we're ruining that. But we are gonna we are gonna get into some politics. Uh, a lot going on this past week with uh, the myriad Democrat candidates that are running for president in 2020. And uh, when we come back, yeah, we'll we'll get into that. And uh, you know, keep an eye on the Masters too. Six five one two eight nine four four eight eight is the number to call. You can also weigh in via Twitter hashtag Narn Show. Hashtag N-A-R-N show. Brad Carlson, the closer, along with a board op Jason. We're talking masters at all right here on the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Go nowhere.
Blue Ox Heating and Air. Right now at Blue Ox Heating and Air. BOGO. Buy one, get one free. Buy one high-efficiency furnace and get one air conditioner free. Plus, financing available with 18 months no interest. Some restrictions apply. Call for complete details. Offer ends May 15. BOGO. 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 Blue Ox Heating and Air. Legendary service. Install and repair. We'll fix anything with legendary care. Does your family believe in the power of a private school education? Are you looking into sending your child to a private school next year? Hi, I'm Alyssa with The Patriot, and we want to help your family by covering half of your child's first year of private school. This is a program we have had for over eight years now, helping many families get into the school of their dreams. We are in the thick of open house season right now, so the timing couldn't be better. If you find a school you would like your child to attend, Call me at 651-289-4406 to see if that school is one of our partner schools. It's that simple. This isn't financial aid. This is for everyone. Don't pay more than you need to for your child's first year of private school. Call me at 651-289-4406. That's 651-289-4406. Or visit our website at TwinCitiesTuitions.com. That's TwinCitiesTuitions.com. Hi, my name is Lily. My mom and dad used to fight about money all the time. Then one day, I heard them talking about this guy. Some uncle I never knew called Uncle Sam. Well, they say this Uncle Sam guy wanted them to pay him like a gazillion dollars. And they didn't have a gazillion dollars. So they called this company they heard on the radio called The Tax Doctor. And The Tax Doctor worked with Uncle Sam's people. I think they're called the IRS. And they are able to work it out so my mom and dad didn't have to pay Uncle Sam very much money at all. So now mom and dad are happy. And I'm happy too. Thanks, tax doctor. If you owe $10,000 or more to the IRS or state, call now and pay less. 800-918-7169. 800-918-7169. That's 800-918-7169. Giving your computer problems the boot. Arby's Computer Service. A worn-out battery can cause your phone to die really quickly. Don't pay to upgrade to a new phone. Let Arby's replace your old worn-out iPhone battery with a new one. We can also replace screens, cameras, and power connections so you can give your iPhone problems the boot. Giving your computer problems the boot. Arby's Computer Service. Welcome back, AM1280 The Patriot. Northern Alliance Radio Network with me, Brad Carlson. And here to take your phone calls, 651-289-4488. You can also weigh in via Twitter, hashtag NarnShow, hashtag N-A-R-N Show. Any comments or questions, as always, we appreciate you tuning in. Getting to the uh, what I'm calling the proverbial clown car that is the 2020 Democrat presidential race. Oh, where to start? There's so much going on. But before we do that, uh, I... I'd be remiss if I didn't point out this New York Times story, and it was a terrific piece put together by Nate Cohen and Kevin Queeley talking about the Democratic electorate on Twitter is not the actual Democratic electorate. Now, I'll admit, I kind of live in a bubble a little bit when it comes to my politics because I get a lot of stories and do a lot of crowdsourcing via Twitter. And what I've come to find out that people like me the hard, the hardcore politicals, those who follow it so very closely and get into a lot of the nuance of these uh, stories and what have you, can guide it, can kind of mistakenly think that that's the pulse of the electorate. And some great examples can be the last couple of weeks on my show, where I kind of openly talked about this. It's like you know, it's amazing the way the Democrat are operating today, particularly progressives, the woke progressives, as it were, it's like they're more interested in putting up these far left candidates like Bernie Sanders or Elizabeth Warren, you know, who want Medicare for all and abortion right up until days before a baby is born and becomes a viable human being. And it's like 
if if that's how far the party is going to drift left, how in the world can they ever win another election? And then I look at our side and it's like, ah, well, you know, <laughs> I mean, I, I, I'm a conservative. You know, I, I don't do grassroots Republican politics anymore, but I am a conservative and I will, you know, support individual candidates as I see fit. But I don't myself consider being part of any political party. Well, I'll, you know, I said and I talked about this. It's like, well, wait a minute. You know, the top three uh, in the Democrat poll are Joe Biden, Bernie Sanders, and Pete Buttigieg, all white guys. It's like, that's not very woke, is it? And then I theorized, you know, maybe I'm kind of in my own little bubble where I think Twitter is the Democrat electorate. And then the New York Times last Monday came out with this story, and it kind of validated some a theory that I had. Of course, I'm not saying this was my own original idea and I didn't do near the research that these guys did with the New York Times, but this is this is fa- a fascinating read. Um, I'll just read a couple of excerpts from this. Perhaps the most telling poll of the Democratic primary season hasn't been about the Democratic primary at all, but the fallout from a 35-year-old racist photo on a yearbook page. Governor Ralph Northam of Virginia, Virginia was pummeled on social media after the revelation and virtually every Democratic presidential candidate demanded his resignation. Yet the majority of ordinary Democrats in Virginia said Mr. Northam should remain in office, according to a Washington Post slash Shar school poll a week later. And black Democrats were likelier than white ones to say Mr. Northam should remain. Now, that's kind of an interesting dynamic, and this this kind of is reflective in a lot of battles in the culture war. For example, like the Washington Redskins nickname. Who are the biggest advocates for the Redskins changing their nickname? It's a bunch of white leftists, particularly Harry Reid. In fact, Harry Reid was celebrating the trademark office pulling the Redskins trademark for deeming the nickname too offensive. Now, ultimately, that was overturned by the courts because you can't have some federal bureaucracy go and unilaterally overturn somebody's right of free speech and free expression. That just flies in the face of the First Amendment. Whereas many in the in uh, prominent Indian tribes have kind of shrugged and said, why, "Why Redskins? We don't we don't see that as offensive. What's we don't care. Let let it lie. Leave it alone." And as a, as a result, some white leftists relented, but some did not. And it's the same here. A lot of black Democrats are saying, you know what, it's 35 years ago. The guy was in college. He was dressing up as a costume. We don't see that as any racist, racist tendencies. All right? So this is, this is classic example of leftists engaging in well, basically white-splaining, trying to tell people of, of different races, nationalities, and ethnic backgrounds how they should feel. So anyways, <clears throat> that's an aside. Uh, Today's Democratic Party is increasingly perceived as dominated by its woke left wing. But the views of Democrats on social media often bear little resemblance to those of the wider Democratic electorate. The outspoken group of Democratic-leaning voters on social media is outnumbered by roughly two to one by the more moderate, more diverse, and less educated group of Democrats who typically don't post political content online, according to data from the Hidden Tribes Project. This latter group has the numbers to decide the Democratic presidential nomination in favor of a relatively moderate establishment favorite, as it has often done in the past. So, for example, here's kind of just some sample sizes here. Uh, Democrats who do not post political content to social media sites are more likely to identify themselves as moderate or conservatives. So, those who identify themselves as moderate or conservatives on the Democrat side, 29% of those Democrats are on social media, and 53% of other Democrats identify themselves as moderate or conservative. Okay, so those who don't post political content to Twitter, basically, 53% identify as Democrats. And those who say political correctness is a problem in the U.S., Uh, 48%, so less than the majority of Democrats on social media say political correctness is a problem in the U.S., whereas 70% of other Democrats say political correctness is a problem in the U.S. And you know me as a conservative? That's good news, because if a Democrat happens to be elected president, then perhaps 
the Democrat electorate is going to be a little bit more pragmatic. Okay, now I'm still trying to find the more moderate, pragmatic Democrat in the race currently. The only one who would fit that bill really is Joe Biden, but even but he hasn't officially declared. And even he is kind of pushing back on the moderate label. It's almost like he is trying to appeal to the base. Okay. And even the base and this just or not the base, but the but the woke left. And this just shows you how much power and clout they have. Because when Joe Biden has the audacity to refer to Mike Pence, the vice president of the United States, as a quote unquote decent guy, he gets pushback including from far-left Uber activist uh, Cynthia Nixon. Remember the actress from uh, Sex and the City who ran, who tried to primary uh, Governor Andrew Cuomo in the state of New York? And Joe Biden kind of backtracked. Well, well, well I, I, I said he was a decent guy within the context of, uh, of uh, foreign relations, but certainly not, not of uh, LB, LGBT rights. You're right, that's not, that isn't a very decent outlook. It's like, so he allowed himself to be pushed back against the woke left, which this tells me that presidential candidates think that that's the majority of the electorate. All right, take a timeout really quick and give me your best Jim Nance call at the Masters as Tiger's about to hit this putt on 18. This is about a 20-foot putt. Oh, yes. Lining up. There it is! Oh, oh I win for the a- Oh, no, not yet. Not quite yet. No, no, Molinari's still on 17. I don't know how that worked out because they were in the final group today, but... Was that his birdie putt? I think so. Because if I that's a birdie putt, he's in good shape. It's like right. it lipped out about three feet away. Right. Is that Tiger Woods' little guy, his son? Yeah, I think that's his son, and that's yeah. his mom for I know sure. that was his mother. Yeah, yeah, I know that was his mother, so... Mm-hmm. Anyway, what were we talking about again? Uh, the woke left. Oh, they yeah, aren't those guys. They don't make up the uh, Democrat electorate. So, again, go to the New York Times, find the story about how the Democrat electorate in real life actually differs from what you see on Twitter. And you know what? This gives me, this gives me comfort because I, to be honest, I, I'm not all that sold on Donald Trump for re-election. I'll just be perfectly honest with you. But I'm sure not going to vote for one of these Democrats that is going to run for president either. But if a Democrat is going to be president, then obviously you want to, for lack of a better phrase, mitigate the damage. I remember in 2016, the same thing. It's like, you know what, if 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 a Democrat has to be president, I'd much rather it be Hillary. Yeah, I'm not wild about Hillary, but a flat-out socialist, borderline communist like Bernie Sanders? No way. Can't happen. And much to my shock, Donald Trump ended up winning, and I was rejoicing the Hillary Clinton loss, and I was like, but wait, Donald Trump's our president. I mean, I'm sorry. I know I got a lot of Trump supporters in the audience, and you're more than welcome to call in and push back on me if you like. That's fine. I, I'm prepared for that. I'm just saying that I don't. I didn't feel like we had a very good choice in 2016, and it doesn't look like we're going to have necessarily a great one in 2020. But I'll just read a few more of these demographics from this uh, particular story. Uh, for those who say they don't follow the news much, 27% of Democrats on social media, because that's pretty much all Twitter is, is a bunch of news and people are sharing political content, whereas it's 59% of other Democrats. So when when you hear how, you know, when, when you're seeing these polls a year and a half before Election Day, all right, it really is true when people are saying, hey, so a lot of folks aren't even engaged in the news as yet. You know, so there really is no reason to put a lot of stock in these polls. And uh, am I seeing what I think I'm seeing here? I think it is over. Maybe. I don't know. I thought I saw on the graphic that Molinari was on 17. Maybe he's not. I don't know. They're giving hugs. They're celebrating. They're pumped. It looks like Tiger Woods is your 2019 Masters Tournament champion. Uh, you don't take off your hat and yell and pump your fist in the air unless you've done something significant. There it is. This I love this. The last m- couple of months, we have been and we have been uh in tune to some of the more huge political stories like amy klobuchar running for president was announced on these very airways well we simulcast it wasn't announced specifically on these airways if only and then the uh Mueller report the summary of the Mueller report was released during the show and we played fox news uh, reporting on it there it is uh tiger woods hung, hugging his young son giving mom a big hug um i gotta tell you i get a little misty when i see this because <laughs> When Tiger would win tournaments, he'd always give his dad a big bear hug. Right. And then the first major he won after his dad passed away, he hit the, you know, when he hit the winning putt, he just broke down. And mm-hmm. 
I, I still get misty talking about it. Look at me. Aww. I still get misty thinking about it. Gonna make me cry. Yeah, seriously. Mm -hmm. I mean, that was it was an incredible moment because it was genuine. Say what you want about the things Tiger has done, or even what Tiger's dad's done too. Exactly. Say what you want. Those were genuine moments. This right here is a genuine moment. Tiger Woods, the 2019 Masters champion, is it his sixth Masters title? Something like that. His sixth Masters title. Yep, his fifth. Fifth. I'm sorry. His fifth Masters title. His fifteenth major win. Three behind Jack Nicklaus. Three behind Jack Nicholas. He could do it. I, I was he doubting do him. I, I've been doubting him for about the last five years. Now, doubt him at your own peril. 651-289-4488 is the number to call. Brad Carlson, the closer, coming back with another edition or another segment on the broadcast. Go nowhere. Return postage extra. Auto ship and other terms apply. Texting privacy policy and terms and conditions are posted at www.textrules.us. Message and data rates may apply. Ladies, it's time to have an honest conversation about our hair. Here's the harsh reality. Our hair is thinning. In fact, 46 million women suffer from hair loss. That's more than one in three of us. Hair loss isn't an if, it's a when. Here's the good news. Karenique, the number one women's hair regrowth system in America and bestseller at Ulta stores, is now offering an unprecedented 60% off plus free shipping. To take advantage of this incredible offer and take control to reverse hair loss and grow back your hair, just text SOFT to 246810 right now. Karenique is backed by a 120-day hair regrowth guarantee, which guarantees you'll see thicker, fuller hair in 120 days, or you pay nothing for the product. Just text SOFT to 246810 to try Karenique for yourself. You don't have to accept hair loss. Text SOFT to 246810 right now and get 60% off. Hurry, this offer won't last long. Text SOFT to 246810. All right, here's the great selling point of Relief Factor. Well, actually, the greatest selling point is that it works for the great majority of people who use it. But the big selling factor is really this. You can get all the pain relief benefits of Relief Factor without the negative side effects of ibuprofen. A couple of years ago, with great sciatic pain, I would take ibuprofen a lot. And it helped, but the side effects were so awful after a while that I I just had to discontinue use. But that's not the problem with relief factor. So that's huge. So if you've been using any form of ibuprofen, now you don't have to with relief factor. Go to relieffactor.com, check out the pricing, and please give it a try because pain is pretty awful. Or call 800-500-8384. That's relieffactor.com. I loved playing high school sports. I loved the competition, the camaraderie, the bands, the crowds, all the pageantry, and I wanted to keep playing. But I graduated. No colleges called, and neither did the pros. So, to stay close to the game I loved, I decided to become a high school official. You know, a referee. When I played high school sports, I learned the importance of integrity, good sportsmanship, and respect for the rules. Now, as a high school official, I get to help model these same values to others. Maybe the colleges and the pros didn't call, but the kids in Minnesota did. And now, I'm enjoying the competition, the camaraderie, the bands, the crowds, and all the pageantry of high school sports all over again. Interested in becoming a licensed high school official? Go to highschoolofficials.com to learn more and begin the application process. Staying tough, staying hungry, that's what he's doing. Tiger Woods, 11 years between major championships. He is your 2019 Masters champion. Love it, love it, love it. Fifth Masters title. Hey, we're back. AM 12 to the Patriot. Northern Alliance Radio Network with me, Brad Carlson. Yeah, we're going to talk politics, but we can't help but take a little diversion to celebrate Tiger Woods winning the Masters. Not on this day. Not on this day. I I was so bummed because we were talking a little bit about the um, 2019 uh, PGA Championship here at Hazel, or 2009 PGA Championship here at Hazeltine when it was right there for him. Tiger going into the last day had like a two or three shot lead, mm-hmm. and when he even has a one shot lead going into the final round, it's done. It's over. Right. He, he wins. Right. And when he lost, the invincibility 
went away. The pucker factor that his opponents felt right. went away. Yeah. They realized he was mortal. And as years went on and he went through back surgeries and his domestic issues and whatnot, you're beginning to think, oh, boy. I, I'm like, was I a jinx? You know, I the one time I saw him live and he was about to win it and then he didn't and he's never won. But no, he, he's 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 back. He's playing well. Now he's going to be 44 at the end of this year. Father time's undefeated. But golf. Uh, exactly. Golf is one of those games you can play just saying, late in your ages. Jack Nicklaus won his eighth Masters when he was 46. Mm-hmm. So Tiger is going to be, like I say, 44 at the end of the year. Not impossible. But, uh, okay, so Jack Nicklaus has – okay, he only has six green jackets. I thought he had eight for some reason. Jack right. Nicklaus is still – I'm not only. <laughs> right. <laughs> he has six green jackets to Tiger Woods five, Arnold Palmer four. So Tiger Woods snaps the tie with Arnold Palmer and is now second all-time yeah. by himself with five green jackets. There you have it. Tiger Woods finishes 13 under for the tournament. Dustin Johnson, Brooke Kep- Brooks Kepka, and Xander Sheffley – uh, tied for second, so there you have it. Uh, congratulations, Tiger Woods. Uh, I'm sure he's going to listen to the podcast. Yep, it's his so. uh, first master since 2005. It's his 15th career major, and it has been 3,955 days since his last major. Yeah, I remember that, too, because it went to a playoff against Rocco Mediate on Monday for the U.S. Open in 2008, mm-hmm. and he was basically playing on one knee. It turns out he had, like, a torn knee ligament or something. I'm not surprised. He played that playoff on one leg. Mm-hmm. He Still was, almost won. He was propping himself up me. with his putter. No, he won. That was the U.S. Yeah, Open. Yeah, yeah, he won. yeah, yeah. He was propping himself up with his putter, and he, wow. it, insane, insane. So uh, there you have it. Tiger Woods is back, baby. Woo! So uh, there you have it. Uh, I just, I, I'm emulating uh, the Dolphins announcer when Dan Marino came back from a torn Achilles and had this great game to open the '94 season. Dan Marino is back, baby. Well, Tiger Woods is back, baby. So. Is Ray Finkel back yet? Uh, that's a different story. Oh, entirely. okay. Sorry. Yeah. Never mind. Uh, that's a complete aside, but someone brought up, uh, if you watch, could you could you make a movie like Ace Ventura now? Because no. it would be considered transphobic. Yeah, probably could. Think about it. No. Without giving too much away, it would be considered transphobic. I mean, you saw, Think the, about it. you saw the second one, right? When he yeah. comes out of the uh, hippopotamus's... <laughs> yeah. uh, Buttocks. Uh, that probably wouldn't even fly anymore. We're, Peter would get mad about we're that. We're going probably. in so many different directions on this broadcast. Great uh, show. Fo- yeah, it is. It is. Focus, focus, focus. Uh, okay. Uh, so this past week, there was a uh, little, well, the media described this as a feud. And anything to uh, to prop up or to embarrass Vice President Mike Pence, they're all about doing it. And the uh, useful idiot, for lack of a better phrase, is South Bend Mayor Pete Buttigieg. And Pete Buttigieg is making a surprise showing in the Democratic field for 2020. Now, Pete Buttigieg uh, obviously is familiar with Mike Pence because Mike Pence was governor of Indiana during the time Pete Buttigieg was mayor of South Bend. And back in 2015, Mike Pence signed into law the Religious Freedom Restoration Act, which was kind of in response to the controversy at Masterpiece Cake Shop in Colorado. You remember Jack Phillips owned the cake cake shop, and he declined to use his artistic talents for a same-sex wedding. And he was sued by this gay couple. The Colorado Civil Rights Commission was very hostile to Jack Phillips' faith. And in the end, the Supreme Court fa- ruled in favor of Jack Phillips, not necessarily for his actions, but because the Colorado Civil Rights Commission was so hostile to Jack Phillips' faith and that they felt the Colorado Civil Rights Commission was acting in bad faith. Well, before that case was fully adjudicated, Mike Pence says, you know what? People should be able to freely associate. That's what the First Amendment is all about, free of freedom of association, but also means the freedom not to associate. Now, it doesn't mean banning people from your restaurant because of their racist or sexual orientation. Okay, that's covered in the Civil Rights Act. You can't do that. But to be able to use your ability or artistic talent, no one should be able to force you to violate your own religious conscience. And so, therefore, the Religious Freedom Restoration Act was passed in 2015. And uh, Pete, Pete Buttigieg, who around that time had come out as a gay man, and this happened, this Religious Freedom Restoration Act was passed just after Pete Buttigieg came out of the closet, essentially. And... You know, they were, Governor Pence, then Governor Pence, was asked about this. You know, he says, well, don't you think that this is maybe, uh, you know, uh, a little controversial, especially since you have an openly gay mayor in your state? And 
and obviously Pete Buttigieg was a very vocal opponent to the Religious Freedom Restoration Act. And Mike Pence's quote back in 2015 said, I hold Mayor Buttigieg in the higher, higher, highest personal regard. We have a great working relationship, and I see him as a dedicated public servant and a patriot. Now, Mike Pence, say what you want about him. He's never been confrontational. You know, he's not like his boss, the President of the United States, Donald Trump, who is the exact opposite, very confrontational, and just trolls people on Twitter. Mike Pence isn't like that. And yet, Pete Buttigieg has taken to taking shots at Mike Pence, trying to draw him in some sort of feud. And the media is playing this up as a feud. Well, it's not a feud, because Mike Pence hasn't responded to Buttigieg's criticism. And Pete Buttigieg called him out this past week. Here was his quote, and this is from the, uh, this is a CNN story. If me being gay was a choice, it was a choice that was made far, far above my pay grade, Buttigieg said. And that's the thing I wish the Mike Pence's of the world would understand. That if you got a problem with who I am, your problem is not with me. Your quarrel, sir, is with my creator. Well, to which I would respond to the mayor, uh, if you don't believe men should stand up for a child about to be killed mere moments before birth, uh, all due respect, Mayor Buttigieg, your quarrel is with my creator, all right? You know, the implication is Pete Buttigieg has a different creator than Mike Pence, or Mike Pence has a different creator than Pete Buttigieg. And again, this is the this is the thing, this is probably the most oft-used straw man, where one conflates opposition to gay marriage with despising gay people. And it's just not true. They always try to catch Mike Pence in an awkward moment, like when there are gay officials being sworn in, because Mike Pence handles the swearing-in ceremonies for the Trump administration, when there are officials being sworn in to the uh, to the Senate or as ambassadors, part of Trump's cabinet, what have you. There have been plenty of gay officials. And Mike Pence has sworn them in. And it's been it's not been a problem. It hasn't been an issue, yet people try to make it an issue. Oh, look at that. See, Mike Pence is, is really uncomfortable swearing in that gay man as ambassador to Germany, you know, Rick Grinnell. It's like, ah, uh, no, he's not. He's running the swearing-in ceremony like he would for anyone else. Okay? But because Mike Pence opposes gay marriage, they try to conflate that with him hating gay people. It's just not the case. So, uh, again, they're trying to make this out to be some sort of feud, and and it's not. And again, I I oppose Pete Buttigieg on policy, okay, because if he's the type of person that believes abortion on demand is a good thing, okay, you don't have my support, period, end of story. And, and I'll say this, if a trans presidential candidate ran on an agenda of cutting spending by 10 15%, all right, I'd donate to the campaign, okay? I mean, this identity politics gets us nowhere because it takes focus off policy. And this is the problem we've been running into is we've been making idols out of these people. And it's ridiculous. And you know what? That's that's the fault of those elected officials, particularly in Congress, because they're pretty much ceding power to the executive branch. And that's not how the founders intended it to be. So anyways, I'll read real quick from uh, Ben Shapiro's post at National Review uh, talking about Pete Buttigieg's fa- uh, bad faith attack on Mike Pence. Uh, back in 2015, South Bend, Indiana's Mayor Pete Buttigieg came out of the closet as a gay man, asked about the news. Indiana Governor Mike Pence simply responded, I hold Mayor Buttigieg in the highest personal regard. I see him as a dedicated public servant and a patriot. A year earlier, Buttigieg had been deployed to Afghanistan as a member of the U.S. Naval Reserve. According to the Indianapolis Star, a noticeably moved Pence called Buttigieg the day he was driving to the base. There is no evidence that Pence has ever said an unkind word about or done an unkind thing to Buttigieg. So naturally, Buttigieg is attacking Pence as a homophobic bigot nearly every day on the campaign trail. Appearing on The Late Show with Stephen Colbert, Buttigieg sneered, Eh, he's nice. If he were here, you would think he's a nice guy to your face. But he's also fanatical. Speaking at the LGBTQ Victory Fund National Champagne Brunch in Washington, Buttigieg tore into Pence's supposed intolerance. That's the thing I wish the Mike Pence's of the world would understand, that if you got a problem with who I am, your problem is not with me. Your quarrel, sir, is with my creator. This week, Buttigieg tweeted, clearly in reference to Pence, 
People will often be polite to you in person while advancing policies that harm you and your family. You will be polite to them in turn, but you need not stand for such harms. Instead, you push back, honestly and emphatically. So it goes in the public square. This is a change for Buttigieg, whose best-selling national memoir contains no negative references about Pence, but complains of the complications of being openly gay in Mike Pence's Indiana. That phraseology is more a critique of Pence's policy performances than his personality. Fair enough. But Buttigieg is no longer operating in good faith. Now he's attacking Christians who disagree with his policies and support Trump, saying the hypocrisy is unbelievable. He's castigating Pence as a religious homophobe, characterizing him as an obstacle to tolerance. Why? Because it is far more convenient to cast Pence as a closed-minded bigot than it is to respect him as a political opponent. And before we go to break, I just want to bounce off one thing here real quick. When Buttigieg talks about people being polite to you in person while advancing policies that harm you and your family, well, guess what? If you're going to advance policies that call for abortion on demand, yeah, on behalf of my family and on behalf of those who can't have children and want children, um, that flies in the face of their family goals or the constant hiking of taxes right, or redistribution of wealth, basically on the back of somebody's uh, sweat and hard work. You want to redistribute their wealth to those who, let's face it, aren't as ambitious? That's also harmful to my family. So are we saying that we should be hostile to the Bernie Sanders of the world that want those goals to be accomplished? Because it works both ways here, Mayor Buttigieg. I hate to tell you. So, but again, this is just a convenient straw man, but uh, in that you're Pence is an easy target because he's not hitting back like Trump is hitting back. Okay? Pence just goes about his business, does what he does, does what he believes, and is, is and is all about live and let live. Hey, you don't agree with my policies? Well, guess what? Freedom is for everybody. And there's a freedom to associate, but there's also a freedom not to associate. And that was at the heart of his Religious Freedom Restoration Act. But uh, uh, Mayor Buttigieg really saved himself from stepping in it by at least not referring to Mike Pence as a decent guy. 651-289-4488 is the number to call. You can also weigh in via Twitter at hashtag NarnShow, hashtag NARNShow. Brad Carlson, The Closer, coming back for one final segment this hour. Go nowhere. AM 1280, The Patriot. Join Gene Sullivan each week on Where You Live, where he takes on... Uh, Gene, who do you take on anyway? Maniacal landlords, slippery renters, overbearing HOA boards, demanding homeowners. Oh, and the legislative lunacy brought on by local politicians wanting to fix everything for us. It's a common sense perspective on the news and stories that affect you the most right where you live. Join Gene Sullivan every Saturday morning at 10 a.m. on AM 1280, The Patriot. Did you know that over 90% of male enhancement pills are virtually the same thing that's repackaged, redone over and over again? Why settle for the same old product when you can get something completely different? Something that takes male enhancement into the 21st century. Something that really works. Men, you need to try Noxitril, the all-natural male enhancement formula that will unlock your performance in the bedroom to a level you could only dream of. Try to imagine Viagra on steroids. Noxitril is so powerful, that's why it took years for it to finally become available to the public without a prescription. So call now and take advantage of our special Noxitril free bottle offer today. Oh yeah, we recommend that you use the Noxitril dose as directed. Think of your partner. We certainly don't want you to overperform in the bedroom. Call now and find out how to get a free bottle of Noxitril while supplies last. Call 1-800-993-1730. That's 800-993-1730. Free bottles for a limited time, so call now. 800-993-1730. 800-993-1730. If it was 1990, you'd be listening to your favorite radio station on a bulky boom box that burns through D batteries faster than you can say, you've got mail. Thankfully, it's the 21st century, and there are much better alternatives. For example, just ask Alexa to tune in. Alexa, play the Patriot Minneapolis. It's time to throw out that old beeper and get with the times. Listen to your favorite AM 1280 to Patriot hosts in high quality with Alexa and Amazon Echo. This is Jerry Boyer of Town Hall Finance for townhall.com. We have now seen a 180-degree turn from the tolerance movement in our country. 
First, they ordered us to be tolerant of those on the other side of the moral, political, or sexual divide from us. Now, the tolerance seekers are themselves increasingly intolerant. As Roger Kimball said recently, quote, The old idea was summed up as, I disapprove of what you say, but I will defend to the death your right to say it. The new dispensation is, I disapprove of what you say, therefore you may not say it. Case in point, Greenpeace, with Google's assistance, recently deleted Dr. Patrick Moore from its list of founders. He disappeared, just like the commissar vanishes in Soviet Russia. Mr. Moore's misdeed? He appeared on Fox News expressing skepticism about some recent climatology and was praised by President Trump. Like in Stalinist Russia, history is being upgraded. I'm Jerry Boyer. Publicpolicy.pepperdine.edu Hola. Hola. Hola, no. Welcome back, AM1280 The Patriot. Northern Alliance Radio Network. She telling me this. It is me, Brad Carlson. Thanks as always for tuning in. 651-289-4488. I just sent you an uh, audio, a video of uh, Tiger Woods. Uh, sorry to do the uh, Tiger Woods drumbeat. No, I'm not sorry. I, I'm sorry. I'm not Never sorry. Never be sorry. I'm not Never sorry. Be sorry. I, can't, no. I can't lie. I'm not sorry. I know you folks tuned in for politics, and we've got a whole hour to discuss more political news. And believe me, I've got plenty on the docket. And I will get to it. Uh, what was the what was the tournament Tiger won last September? It was like his first tournament win. Uh, it was the Tour Championship. It was the 2018 Tour Championship that he won uh, last September. It was his first tournament win. Oh gosh, and I don't know how long. Um, it was like five years. Yeah, it was a five year drought. His first tournament win in five years. And they handed Tiger an iPad with a mashup of people who were asked. If Tiger would ever win another tournament, uh, Jason, if you have that ready, do. play that for me. Uh, and just uh, FYI, everybody, uh, Brad Carlson might cry here, just to let everyone know. So if you start hearing like uh, cries, you know who where it's coming I've got, from. I've got my mute button. <laughs> All right. Can Tiger Woods compete with the Justin Thomases, Jordan Spieths, Dustin Johnsons? No, Ooh. is the short answer. I'm sure you get this question a lot. Do you think he'll return to his previous form? No. Do you think he stands a chance of being the Tiger Woods we once knew? No. No, no, no. Here's what's going to happen. He is not ever going to win another tournament. I don't think we'll ever see Tiger Woods win the golf tournaments again. He's showing up at these tournaments pretty much knowing that he's he's not going to be there. The short game is gone. His health is gone. The next press release Tiger Woods should release should be I'm retiring. I have considered him now for the last five, six years a former golfer. You're lost. Just give up while you're ahead. Retire with some dignity. Tiger Woods that we all knew, he will never, ever be that guy again. Okay. And then he just looks at the camera with a smile, too. And he's just like, okay, all right, guys, we'll see about that. Well, what else? Yeah, what, you know, he doesn't need to say anything else. I mean, it's just, it's just amazing. Now, again, this was back in September of 2018. He was handed this iPad, and he'd won the Tour Championship, which, again, was his first tournament win in five years. And some, and some of those people who were now, okay, yeah, he rose up, had a good tournament, but... As far as, as as winning a major, yeah, you know that that ship has sailed. And I I um, went ahead and fa- when Tiger was in contention in some majors within the last few years and fell just short, people were ridiculing those who were excited about Tiger rising up. And I went ahead and screenshotted a bunch of those tweets. And I'm going to wait until after the show, mm-hmm. but I'm going to post those. Of course you are. I'm going to post those. I I'm can't gonna, wait to see them. I'm going to tag freezing cold takes. In those uh, in those tweets, no, I've I've just I'm not going to do that, but I will at least say uh, <coughs> as I would say, right? But uh, yeah, so uh, for those of you who are just tuning in, Tiger Woods wins the 2019 Masters, his fifth green jacket. He is now only one green jacket behind Jack Nicklaus, who has six, and he now has 15 major tournament wins. He was stuck on 14 for 11 years. Mm-hmm. He now has his 15th, and that's three behind Jack Nicklaus who has 18. Now, I don't want to get all haughty here because like we were talking about the previous segment, about five years ago I said, okay, Tiger will probably never win another major. He may win one more, mm-hmm. may pop up win one more, if that, if he's lucky. He may rise up in a tournament every once in a while, an obscure tournament. But uh, I, I conceded that that ship had sailed only because, you know, he was into his 40s. And again, right. golf is a different animal than say football or baseball where there's a severe drop-off when you get past your early to mid 30s mm-hmm. so 
I get, I understand that golf's a different animal, but still, given his overall health, it just, you know, he he got through the domestic stuff, and you know, and I don't know who the young lady was that was uh, greeting him fondly. Um, He's not dating Lindsey Vaughn anymore, is he? No, no. That that ship sailed a while ago? Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's been over for a couple years now. Whatever. But there was some brunette that was uh, embracing him, and so it's like, okay, Tiger's moved on in more ways than one, I would say. (laughs) Right. I mean, now let's hold our horses a little bit. He might not be him back entirely. For all we know, this will be his one and only major that he wins for the rest of his career. It might be the only golf tournament he wins for the rest of his career, but... To have that back, though, to have that back in 2019 when we've been 11 years absence of that image of Tiger winning a major tournament, right. uh, just makes me warm and fuzzy inside. I'm just so happy right now. Yeah, yeah, and and I th- there was a, I think it was the U.S. Open or PGA tournament last year that he was right there on the final day. Um, Brooks Kepka ended up winning it. That much I know. Okay. okay. Um, but then. Um, but I know Tiger was in contention the la- down to the last few holes, so he he was showing a few signs, and uh, but like I say, never could get over the hump. And you're right, this may be the last major he ever wins. That that's it's certainly possible. And if so, uh, you it's it's been a heck of a career. I mean, to go 22 years from your first major win to your 15th, I mean, it's incredible. That's a lot of major victories in and of itself, right. and then to. Do it over that span. Like I say, Jack Nicholas won a Masters in 1986 at age 46, and he'd probably been a professional golfer for a quarter of a century at that point himself. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, it's the things he he did in his first five years as a pro will never be replicated. No, that much I could. His margins of victory at one point he held all four major titles. He didn't win the, all four in the same calendar year, but at one point he held all four. So. Those things, things like that, will never be will never be done again. The win for the ages, where he won by twelve strokes in his first yeah. ever Masters, yeah, will never be done again. And well, if it does, it'll happen like a hundred years from now. Yeah, yeah. When so, the next generational talent comes through, absolutely. So again, uh, if Tiger, if you happen to be listening, <laughs> I'm kidding, of course. Uh, congratulations, Tiger Woods, your 2019 Masters champion, his fifth green jacket. I know I'm going to be glued to uh, Sports Center all night tonight just watching all the highlights of this is going to be a blast same hour number one in the books hour number two gonna have a lot more to talk politics right here am 1280 the patriot northern alliance radio network with me brad carlson back in mere moments go nowhere closing time turn all of the lights on over every boy and every girl hi i'm jay farner ceo of quicken loans america's largest mortgage lender spring is prime home buying season So if you're thinking about buying a home, right now is the time to lock a low rate, which can save you money every month on your new mortgage. With our exclusive Rate Shield approval, the low rate you lock today is protected for up to 90 days while you shop for your new home. With a Rate Shield approval, if rates go up, your low rate stays locked. But if rates go down, you get that new, even lower rate. Either way, you win. Talk to us today at 800-QUICKEN or go to rocketmortgage.com to take advantage. Here's another great reason to work with us. For a record nine years in a row, J.D. Power has ranked Quicken Loans highest in the nation in customer satisfaction for primary mortgage origination. Again, to lock in today's low mortgage interest rate and get the security of our exclusive rate shield approval, call us today at 800-QUICKEN or go to rocketmortgage.com. For J.D. Power award information, visit jdpower.com. Rate shield approval only valid on certain 30-year fixed rate loans. Equal housing lender. License in all 50 states. NMLS number 33. Have you ever seen a pest controller spraying chemicals in your home? It makes you wonder, if their chemicals are safe, then why do they suit up and wear respirators only to leave you to walk back in unprotected? G'day, I'm Scott from Plug-In Pest Free, and I'm here to tell you there's a better way. In an age where we now have the choice to drive electric cars, you too can electronically read your home or business of unwanted rodents and pests. The answer is Plug-In Pest Free. 100% 100% chemical-free, Plug-in Pest-Free is your safest bet for your family and pets. Our bestseller, the Plug-in Pest-Free Pro, will cover up to 4,000 square feet. Now that's fair income. So order yours today at gopestfree.com. Use promo code RADIO20 for 20% off plus free shipping and a 60-day money-back guarantee. That's gopestfree.com, promo code RADIO20. Don't spray and regret, plug in and forget. Go pestfree.com today. Message and data rates may apply. Please don't text while driving.
If you've been in business more than 20 minutes, you've probably printed your logo on all kinds of promotional products. We all know logos work because they're on everything from the top of skyscrapers to the bottom of shoes. Ever wondered why or how to best use your logo to grow your business? Let us show you today for free. We're 4imprint, promotional product experts at your service. We're giving away the latest issue of Amplify, the digital magazine that reveals promotional product success stories absolutely free to everyone who texts WOW11 to 88988. At 4imprint, we make your logo look perfect on thousands of promotional items. With our 100% guarantee, it'll be right the first time, on time, every time. Your free e-magazine will reveal invaluable insights that can attract new customers, build your brand, and grow your business. Get the latest issue of Amplify absolutely free by texting WOW11 to 88988. That's W-O-W-1-1 to 88988. AM 1280. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.